0: Welcome to another Around the Rings podcast. I'm Nick Devlin. I'm joined today by uh, Gabe Polsky. Gabe is the uh, director of the film Red Army, the uh, a film uh, that uh, Gabe's going to tell us a little bit about in a few minutes as we uh, as we as we take a look at uh, the history of the uh, the Soviet Union, the uh, the through the uh, lens of the hockey team there, and uh, it's something uh, we've watched uh, the trailer here in the office. The uh, film I know has gotten. Um, wonderful reviews, Gabe, and I guess if you could just take us through a little bit of the story of uh, what drew you to this story, and then we can, uh, we can, we can dive into it a little bit uh, starting there. Yeah, sure. It's good to be here. So basically my parents are from the former Soviet Union, from Ukraine,
1: and I grew up in Chicago. I was a very serious hockey player. Uh, I ended up playing at, at Yale, and, and you know I went through kind of the U.S. Uh, uh, at that time of development, program, the camp and stuff. But uh, when I was about 15, I I got a a VHS tape of Soviet Union playing in 1987 Canada Cup, and to me it was profound. I could not believe my eyes, what I saw on the ice. It was like a religious experience. The creative kind of capacity of Soviet hockey was tremendous. It it evolved the game to a a whole other level. It's almost like living in a black and white world and then Seeing color for the first time. Uh, and, and it made a big impression on me, and then uh, I also wondered, you know, how how, how could under such sort of a, a brutally oppressive system could produce, you know, such free and improvisational hockey? It was kind of a paradox. And then, at this, On the contrary, in the United States, North America, you know, we live in a free society, but our hockey somewhat uh, you know limiting and, and, and restrictive in a way it's kind of linear and aggressive and not not too creative so that that kind of bothered me and 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 perplexed me so then you know I wanted to know more about this team the Soviet hockey team that I saw uh, that dominated the sport for over 20 years and uh, and so when I looked into the story of this team I realized that listen it's not even about the team really it's about the Soviet Union and the system and how people lived then—it it paralleled that uh, nicely, and and uh, and it was just an incredible story uh, from, from, from my research. That's stranger than fiction. It's just incredible drama, interesting that weaves kind of
0: politics, culture, and society and sport all together into a really interesting narrative. And uh, you mentioned that the the what drew you in was the was at the Canada Cup in 1981. Uh, no, that 81, actually, the Soviets beat uh, Canada, Gretzky, and all
1: these legends, 8 to 1. But the 87 Canada Cup was the one that I saw, and that was like an even series. It's just incredible. It was the Soviet team of the green unit, Makarov, Laryanov, Khrutov, you know, Katisov, Kasutov, the greatest kind of five-man unit in history against, basically, like, Gretzky, Lemieux, you know, Messier... Uh, Paul Coffey, Ray Bourque, guys like that. It was just it, it, to this day, hockey hasn't even come close to that level. And, and uh, you know, individually, there are great players, but you know, the way they played collectively
0: was tremendous. I find that really interesting because the uh, if you grow up as a as a U.S. sports fan, as a as a uh, maybe a casual hockey fan, um, it's interesting to note that uh, Soviet Union uh, hockey didn't just stop with the uh, Miracle on Ice. Yeah, yeah, that that's sort of also something that
1: that made me wonder, you know, when I was a kid, why why is that the only thing we remember uh about sort of Soviet Union and the legacy of that hockey? No, nobody knows anything else. When I ask people about about Soviet hockey, they don't know anything except the Miracle on Ice, which is just in a way a tragedy, a huge tragedy because what these guys did for the sport uh and for sport in general. It should be studied and, and and applied. It was just incredible, just incredible achievement. And and for and I don't know if it's sort of our, our propaganda machine or the politics at the time, but somehow it was just shoved right under the rug and no one paid attention. But when you look at them play, it was just absolute it was just incredible.
0: And I know the uh, the film is told through the lens of uh, of Slava Fetisov. Can you? Uh, what was the process like of finding um, the right? Um, candidate through which you could uh, tell the story.
1: Yeah, so there are, there are other players featured in the movie as well, but Fetisov is kind of front and center, of the main character. And, and I didn't know that going in that he was going to be the main character. But as soon as I interviewed him, uh, I saw that he was a you know very compelling guy, charismatic, but also really difficult and somewhat volatile at times. You never know what he's going to say, but just a great screen presence and uh and then you know i the, the other guys are are very essential to the story the, the other players and the commentators they're just as important as him but he he definitely takes front and center and, and and you know he was captain of the team during that era and probably one of the most decorated athletes in the history of the Soviet Union
0: and i know we uh, we spoke a little bit um before we uh started the podcast but the the reviews have been really strong for this film and i know it's something that uh, that has to be uh something that's been just thrilling for you it was, as it as you were going through the process was it uh, was it something that that you kind of uh realized i i i guess i'm 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 learning also through this, through through talking to you, that this is a, a labor of love for you. So, you did you realize as you as you went through it that this this story had a chance to be a, a little more special than than you'd originally thought?
1: I mean, I think as a filmmaker, you always in the back of your mind are hoping that that somebody's going to just get it, you know, and say this is this is great. We're going to do this and that. But but uh, you know, I, I, I've been in the business long enough to to know that. Uh, that your expectations are you know rarely met so so um, for, for, for the movie to get selected at the Cannes Film Festival as the kind of premiere of the film and, and then went on to kind of go to Telluride, Toronto and New York film festivals all over the world Moscow opening film uh, you know AFI audience award it, it, It's it, 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 it's shown that the film can connect to many different kinds of people you don't have to like hockey or sports to like this film it's 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 a it's a film that connects with people on a very very emotional human level and to see that happen and it's partially luck because you know we need that luck and and but but also hard work and and, and basically i give it to sony classics that that tom bernard and michael barker that believed in the film and 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 they don't release sports they don't release sports films uh, and can doesn't accept sports films, really? You know, and the fact that it got in and 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 they saw what this film really means uh, beyond sports uh, is a great thing. And uh, the reviews have been have been more or less, if not all positive and 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 glowing. And, and I'm thankful, and it's it's been great. And now the film's going to come out, and 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 I'm excited about that.
0: And one of the uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, it's 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 getting a lot of attention from people who aren't necessarily sports people. And one of the pull quotes in the trailer is 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 a sports documentary for people who don't give a damn about sports. And I thought that was uh, that was an outstanding quote. Is that something that uh, as you were as you were uh, making the movie and, and you probably had an idea that this is a story that was going to have some resonance beyond just the sports world? Yeah, I mean, I knew from the onset. First of all, I would never have made this film.
1: Uh thinking that this is gonna be f- solely for sports people or a sports movie, it makes me sick to even hear hear that word but um but uh because I knew that that audience is limited, and that's not what's gonna make a film laugh you know for people if it can reach people who don't like sports, then then I have a movie. in fact, I never screened the movie once during the editing process for people who. Who likes sports? Because I, I myself am a, a a former athlete. I knew that if I like it, there's a good chance everyone else will like it sports-wise. But the key was to get people who don't like sports to connect with it on an emotional level. If I did that, then 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 I made a real movie.
0: I think you're starting to to see. I think just in the last couple of years, what uh, what ESPN has done with the 30 for 30s. I mean, a lot of those you see some of the the best stories in those are 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 documentaries that I can I could show to uh any of my friends any non-sports friends and y- you get the story it's a, it's a story about uh it's a you know it's a story about people it's a, it's a great uh um story that has uh, has resonance for anybody and uh and it sounds like it sounds like Red Army is is hopefully on its way to uh to being something along those lines Yeah they're doing a good job uh with those stacks for thirty for thirty but
1: uh you know I wanted to e- even do better than that. So that was my goal and, you know, I just just wanted to do do the best I could, so
0: Yeah, aiming high. That's that's great. Um yeah. so you grew up uh you grew up in Chicago, a big Blackhawks fan?
1: Yeah, I did and I was. Uh you know, I grew up kinda of watching them. Uh and, and now obviously they're they're an incredibly fun team to watch, so uh, I'm a fan and and I think that that's they're probably the closest to the, the Soviet style of play as anyone. Oh really? You think so? Yeah, yeah. With Patrick Kane, I mean that guy could do anything with the puck every time he touches it, he he does something interesting and that's what the Soviets did every time they touched the puck. Nowadays you watch NHL hockey and there's maybe one or two two nice maybe three nice plays a game. Back then with the Soviets they did every, every
0: time they touched the puck they did something that's remarkable. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see the movie, Gabe, and, and we'll have a, uh, a write-up. Once we, once we do, we'll, we'll have a write-up on the website, but uh, uh, Red Army um, is the film. Gabe, I really appreciate you taking the time with me on, uh, on Around the Rings here. Thanks a lot, Nick. Uh, have a good one. That's Gabe Polsky. He's the director and of uh, Red Army. It's a, uh, the, uh, the documentary. See it uh, whenever you get the chance, and this is a, uh, another podcast from aroundtherings.com.